as a business owner, if you never take the time to think, it's called think and grow rich, not work and grow rich. If you ever met someone with two jobs, they never have money. Working harder is not the answer. As the business owner, you have to take time to think about what your business needs, where the holes are. Don't keep pouring water in the bucket. Fix the damn hole in the bucket, dear Liza. And, and then, you know, you can start to see the, the returns in your business because you're having the focused thinking time on where to solve problems and inefficiencies. You got to learn how to continually delegate and elevate. Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast. We give you the tools to climb higher and faster than ever before. A significant challenge that many entrepreneurs face is scaling their business. For a lot of entrepreneurs, scaling their business might even seem impossible. Where are you going to find the time? Where are you going to find the people? Where are you going to find the money? Well, if that's you, I've got some good news. Our guest today, Brett Trimbley, founder of Get Staffed Up, might just have the answer you're looking for, and it comes in the form of delegation and elevation. And with that, I'll turn it over to our hosts, Josh Melton and Chad Brown. The biggest obstacle most business owners are struggling to navigate right now is staffing and freedom. If you're trying to grow your business, if you're trying to scale, if you're struggling to find time to get out of the weeds, this is the episode for you. I'm excited to welcome our guest, Brett Trimley to the show. Welcome, Brett. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited to be here. Man, we're excited to have you. I, I tell you what, uh, I love Athens, Georgia, but it's really cold and windy today, and you're in Miami. Uh, so much uh, envy. We, we should have figured out a way how to fly down and have this episode in person because uh, you're, you're in a much more beautiful, sunny place than we are right now. Hey, just just jump on Mark Rick's plane. I know we share that in common, right? <laughs> that, that's right. I, 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 I'm excited to talk about delegating and staffing and VAs and freedom because, man, if I had to look out the window to see Miami Beach every day, I'd find a way to get the heck out of the office too. So uh, a little yeah. extra motivation uh, on yeah. your side, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's do it, guys. Let's talk about it. All right. Tell us a little about what you do, man, and uh, and get us started on your journey. So um, I guess, look, the entrepreneur adventure, everyone has a different adventure as an entrepreneur. Um, mine was that the first two years I owned a business, which is a law firm, you know, fast forward to today, we're almost 10 years old at the law firm and we hit the Inc. 5000, um, 10 attorneys, 25 staff people. But my first two years were pretty rough and miserable. I thought I knew everything and I, I was doing everything myself. And I always liken it to if you opened up a restaurant and you were, you were like the host, the waiter, the line chef, the head chef, the maitre d', the sommelier, the owner, the, the marketer. And, you, you know, what, that would be a horrible, you know, dining experience and it would be bad food. And that's what most business owners try to do. And I thought, well, I don't have any money, so I have to do everything myself. And the weird thing is that you'll never have enough money to hire someone until you just hire them. And then with the extra time they save you, you make more money. And like logically, it makes sense. And I was talking about how when I finally hired someone, I doubled my firm revenue. It's like, well, if I was doing two hours of work that I could get paid for or, or one hour per day, and then you go to two, well, that's 
easy math, right? It, it's now times two and it's double the revenue, but we're so emotional about money and about hiring. So with Get Staffed Up, what we do is, is we make that easier on people to take the, the, the like daunting burden of always adding overhead when, when you want to grow and hire people. Um, all of these big tech companies and they grow fast. Yeah, they're, they're borrowing a ton of money and they're, and they're pouring it in to the people to help them grow, right? Well, small businesses, we don't have angel investors. We don't have that, that kind of opportunity. And so we bootstrap and then we grow slowly and we're just trying to level the playing field here. There, there are ways through us and other companies like us to get really awesome people to work hard for you and pay them very well for where they live, but taking advantage of economic arbitrage, you know, pay them a lot less than you would somebody here. And now, you know, it, it's not, it doesn't like put that pit in your stomach when you need to hire somebody. So Brett, I was interviewing someone one time for one of my companies and I told her name's Shonda. She's actually been on the podcast now, but I told Shonda, I said, Shonda, you have the best resume I've ever seen. Like just based on your resume creating skills alone, I wanted to talk to you. It was like, how did you create this? And she's like, I just outsourced it on fiverr.com. <laughs> I was like, even I like you more now because you outsourced it. But again, people don't know now Fiverr obviously is not, you know, creating virtual assistant situation, but a lot of people don't know what you know or what you figured out in yeah. creating your company of how you can outsource some some effort. And somebody, you know, let's using Fiverr as the example, they may be in a different country with a completely different monetary system. So an American dollar for them is, you know, making a few of those is a strange, like completely different equivalent to what we're making a couple dollars work for us over yeah. here. It might yeah. be something more significant. And it seems like you've been able to bridge that gap between finding people around the world who could work for less than we would hire someone in the States for, but they're actually a better employee. They're making more money based on where they live um, than if we were paying the same thing here locally because of the exchange. So how did you get in? Like, so two years, you're in business, you're an attorney, and it kind of sucks because you're trying to be the guy and do it all. And you're probably scared to hire and invest the money. Yeah. Walk us through, man, like the change in emotion. Because again, I'm I'm even now being a business owner for almost 20 years, I still find myself sometimes limiting our growth and expansion because I'm emotional about making a wrong mm -hmm. hire, which ultimately ends up it's it's a money thing for me. I'm like, I don't want to invest that money. And what if it's the wrong thing? What if I spend too much? Yeah. How did you walk through for you and building your first company getting past that emotional hurdle? Yeah. So look, we all, we all have those, those levels. And even if we get past the first and we make a few hires and sometimes people stop and, and they hit a new terror barrier. Um, as Tony Robbins says, the, the hang up, 80% of the hang up in any business is the mindset of the owner. And like, I, I would love to have somebody try to refute that statement because if you as a business owner subconsciously think, Oh, you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to hire then you're you're going to sabotage your own growth. And, and I'm not saying everybody has to turn into a 5,000 employee business. I mean, that, that's not, that's not true, but there are things where we all continue to keep on our plates that we, that should be delegated. Um, going back to like Fiverr and Upwork, those are great sites for project based people to, to do some of the things you don't know how to do. What we do, it gets staffed up though, is different. It's full-time 40 hour per week people, then they only work for you. We're not like a company, you know, that like 
they have a, a building in the Philippines and they pack people in like sardines and then they're playing time catchers, right? It's like, I'll give you five hours here and 10 hours of this person here. Um, that's not our model at all. We're mostly out of Latin America, by the way. So they're the, you know, the cultures are very similar. The English has to be impeccable. The time zones match up. Got a lot of advantages doing that way. And all of our people work from home. Um, but get, you know, don't short yourself. Project-based work is necessary. We still use Upwork from time to time, but um, too many people try to just say, well, I only need a few hours here and there. At our price points, which by the way, our median price point is $18.50 a month, right? That's just over $10 an hour. You can get full-time 40-hour week marketing person. They can put 150 pieces of content out for you every week and, and book up your speaking schedules and and email newsletters, just so many things that the businesses aren't doing, especially with marketing, because we all have great ideas as entrepreneurs do, but we just never get to them because we don't have anyone to delegate. And, and like, you know how liberating it is to have someone you're like, try this, tackle this. And, and when you're paying somebody like I was a few years ago, who I, I love her to death, but, you know, 60,000 plus, by the way, because when you employ someone in the US, there's 40% more of hitting costs that come from the business. So it's always whatever your salary is, you're paying someone plus 40%. You just don't like, you're always trying to justify the return on that person and it's tough. So when you have somebody at a, at a low price point who's educated and smart and good, um, it's so liberating to be able to just give them all those projects. Now, I know that's a long way to get back to your original question, which is, you know, kind of what happened. I hired someone for 30 hours per week, double my revenue. And I was like, all right, I'm going to believe this. What I did to get out of that mindset is I read Think and Grow Rich. And, you know, they talk about the fear of failure. I realized what I was really afraid of. I was afraid that I would hire someone, not be able to pay that person, fire them, and then the whole world is like, oh, what a loser. This guy can't even keep people employed. In other words, I thought so highly and so much of myself that I'm like, everyone's going to sit around and just talk about me. Oh my gosh. You know, like people are too busy running their own lives and their own businesses to worry about what I'm doing. It, it, it was, it was a, a ridiculous kind of ego mindset where, oh, everyone's going to talk about me, 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 me. Like, no, people are too busy doing their own thing. That the first time I sent out a newsletter, by the way, I'm so embarrassed about this. I stood up and I slowly reached down and I hit the send button and I put my hands on my head I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like, wow, I just emailed a few thousand people and oh my goodness. Um, that was kind of the launch, right? My first newsletter, probably eight or nine years ago. And I mean, I don't even know what our list is up to now at the law firm, 10,000 people. I don't even read them necessarily before they go out. It's like, you, you have to get over yourself and and I had to do a lot of soul searching and a lot of reading. And I found a good, uh, you know, mentor and coach to help me through that. And I had to realize I didn't know everything and that, and that was okay, but it was a hard thing for me to go through. So we're like five minutes into this Chad, and already, I feel like Brett is just like dropped the gloves. He didn't know that we were like the people that he should be just like beaten with the truth. Uh, cause this is good. I mean, everything you're saying, Brett, like me and Chad got some, different so, so chad and i are business partners outside of doing the podcast we got several different things we do together but we're also scaling um we're figuring out how to scale both a business conference that we launched oh, or part of the podcast like all these different things which are just so much fun 
but man, you are really like, yeah, it's pushing the right buttons for us. Right, Chad? Like this is what oh, we're going. When you talk about ideas, I've got a book sitting beside me. I've got like 10 pages of ideas that I will never, ever have the time to implement because I'm wearing nine different hats every day. You talk about the restaurant experience. Like I've never heard anybody put it into such eloquent words of understanding of if I tried to run a restaurant and do all these things, it would be the worst experience for the customer ever. But here we are as small business owners doing it in our business and stuck in the weeds and day to day and when do I hire and how do I hire? And I know like, especially for us in Athens, you know, we're in middle of nowhere, Georgia, uh, a long way from a progressive city in the grand scheme of like Miami. So in Athens, a lot of the business owners are small, conservative, is primarily a service-based industry here. So it's such a foreign concept to hire a virtual assistant or to take that leap or to know. And I know for me as a business owner, the question I would have is, I'm wearing all these hats. I'm busy how do I have time to train somebody or what do I give them? Or like, uh, I don't even have 40 hours a, a week of work to give somebody and how much time I'm going to have to spend. And is it going to work? Or is it just going to waste more of my time? How attack that for a second and help yeah. me like feel better about what do you give <laughs> and how do you get some things off your plate without having to go into some enormous training? This is, this is like the best episode ever for me. I, I, I'm already learning and excited. Yeah. There's three things here, man. I see on the front end and I'm gonna let you answer Chad's question. But number one is I already know Chad, this is one of those guests that we're going to have. That's like, we know we, I, we're 10 minutes in Brett. And I'm like, we're going to be booking the next episode when this one's over. Like we're going to be, well, if our people contact your people, we'll get the next episode. Oh, I'm going to have my virtual <laughs> assistant contact you. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to answer it. Yeah. Hire us a personal assistant and then have that person contact yours. With, we'll there get this thing go. going. The second quick thing is this, is um, this is going to be a legit real live like sales presentation because we are prospects, brother. We are like yeah. hot prospects for what it is that you guys do. It gets staffed up. But the third thing to go along with that, is as we go through this discussion, me and Chad are really going to have legitimately just like kind of popcorn questions that come up because this is, you're speaking to our need right now. And so yeah. it, this is a recorded sales presentation really for you. And I know our listeners going to get value because everybody knows like, I just want to figure out how to get to the next level. And you're going to teach us how to do it today. So I want you to weave in your story too. How do you started, you know, two years into being a law practice, you scaled up and then you eventually started a staffing company through virtual assistants. So you weave it in, but going back to Chad's question and rolling from there, man, like you lead us, man, you're, we defer yeah. being the host and co-host. Listen, you're in charge, Brett, run with it, man. Listen, I, I kid you guys not. Um, I was on a podcast and and the guy's like, well, hey, I'm running this conference and I need help. I'm serious. And he hired two people through us and they basically ran his entire conference. So I <laughs> so being a podcast guest is your number one business development. Like hey, activity. My, my wife is going to love this because that conference last year, I started getting like hives and like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. And lack of sleep. This is this is amazing. I've done I've done a lot of events and I I am just a, a wound up ball, man. I yell at people like I'm so miserable <laughs> doing everything myself at those events, you know, in the past. So but but I kid you not, he he ran a virtual legal conference, um, one, like 2000 people registered. So we started talking, we, we found him somebody in, in actually two people in August. And then it was just last week. So they spent, you know, all that time training. And, you know, anyway, you mentioned the sales pitch. I just funny that 
you know, th this guy was doing the same thing and he hired some people to do this. However, um, one thing I want to mention is, Chad, you're, you're ahead of the game because at least you write down your marketing ideas. At least you have your book and you write things down. You'll probably never get to them, but congrats <laughs> on having the book, right? You know? It's good, yeah. Um, it's better than saying, oh, crap, what was that idea that I had? That sucked. I hate that. So I write down everything in my phone or you know my journal, um, depending. So, I, Chad, it always pisses me off when our guests say that you're better than me because he explains, yeah. he said, hey, good job writing it down. Then the next person he talked about was me. Like, I can't get it down fast enough. It's gone, Brett. Look, just put put it in your phone, Josh, because I I you know I, I hate when I lose a good idea. But um, you know all of those explanations, um, Chad. I, I can't even remember your original question. I was I was so, so excited yeah, let, to tell you about the conference. <laughs> let's do some let's do some real life stuff here. So so one of the businesses I own uh, is accounting and a tax firm. We're in the middle of tax season right now, so I'm doing a little bit right to be able to get away and and do this podcast together, but. I'm stuck in the weeds. I perform a lot of the work, drive a lot of the revenue. I'm leading my team. I'm trying to handle marketing. I'm handling emails. I'm doing office management. I'm trying to send out newsletters. I'm trying to reach clients. I'm, I'm, we have a staff of about 18 people and I'm wearing multiple hats and I'm working crazy hours. So I think I'm the, the ideal candidate yeah. to learn more about this. So yeah, tell me, Hey, what, how could this help and what would I begin to start taking off my plate and how would I prepare or train to do that? Right. So your, your comment previously was, you know, people saying, I don't even know if I have 40 hours. Yeah. I, I've never met somebody who cannot delegate 40 hours worth of work. And here's the reason why you mentioned you have 18 people and you're still wearing nine hats. We've got at get staffed up. Okay. We've got hundreds of people working for our clients but we've got 40 people internally and, and they're still like, we're all wearing multiple hats. And I keep wondering how big do you have to be before you can wear one hat for one person? And our, our accountability chart is, is just all these, these holes to, to fill. So yeah, especially if, if you're doing all those things yourself, because there are the things you're doing and then there's the things that the business is not doing. You're, you're suffocating the business. You're not giving it enough oxygen. Um, and I, I would argue that giving even your high, your top producers, a, a personal assistant, for example, um, every lawyer at my law firm has their own virtual personal assistant Ooh. just, just to make them because in three hours of billable time, they're we're already paying for that person. Right. For the whole month, we're paid for that person with three more productive hours from that from that attorney, three three or four ish. So um, our marketing, by the way, focuses on lawyers because niches bring riches. So it's it's like when you have a niche, you know where to advertise, etc. But the second biggest client base we have is CPAs because it's such so similar. Yeah, to um, <laughs> I swear I'm not trying to sell you guys. Um, I just I'm, so, send I'm the sold already. <laughs> send the paperwork <laughs> over, Brett. Yeah, pause here we the go. podcast, man. Just send do it I all. pay with a credit card? Do you want my bank account or uh, information? Like, where do we bank go from account. here? I'm sold. Bank he's just going to give. Hey, he's going to give it to your new virtual <laughs> assistant, Chad. They're going to take it from here, man. You're good. Hey, can, can, do you have like 
podcast uh, co-host virtual assistants? Because, I mean, Josh is great and all, but fifty <laughs> a month to co-host this. That might uh-huh. be a much better scenario for me. We're, we'll, we're, we'll, we'll talk offline about that one. How okay, about? all right. But, but all right, question back to uh, the law firm and giving all of your top producers an assistant. How much training is involved to do that? What's the expectation on their yeah. end when you, when you hand them that piece of the puzzle? Yeah. So you said, you know, where am I going to have time to train all these people? That's what we call you're too busy to be less busy. So if you're just going to keep being on the hamster wheel. Now, now I'm being judged. All right. Come on with it. I'm down for it. No, well, it, it, okay. <laughs> I, I am, I am judging you from a place of, of I've been there. Like I, I needed somebody to whack me over the head. You know, I didn't hire someone all those years and, and, and somebody kept like kidding me. Like, come on. Um, you know, you've grown to 18 people, like you're, you're way ahead of, of where I was. So, you know, what, what I'm saying is that we've got a lot of people like, oh, they're not trained. Well, every business is different. How would we go train someone for your, I don't know what your, I don't know what systems you use, are you using what emails like that? That's crazy. So yes, you got to have someone to train them and you have to have an onboarding system, but there's ways to delegate the training and there's ways to do it one time you know, record yourself on film explaining something and make them watch all the recordings. Every week over six weeks, you give them two to three things day one, the next week, a little bit more, the next week, a little bit more, all those marketing things. Here's an exercise um, that that anybody can do who's listening, all right? There's a guy named Perry Marshall who wrote a book, 80-20 Sales and Marketing, one of the best business books I've ever read. I've listened to it. I've read it again. I buy more of his stuff. I mean, this guy he, he, he's, he basically, he makes arguments, which we make. So of course, that's why I like him so much. He argues that if you make more than $30 an hour, or you're paid more than $30 an hour, you should have a personal system because there's things you're doing that you're not focusing on that time. So um, he has an exercise where he says, take a sheet of paper, draw a line right down the middle. You got two columns on the left side, write down everything you do that you love doing. And that's going to be a very short list on the right. Write down it. You should have seen your face type. Like I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm wow. <laughs> write down everything you don't like doing, and that's what you delegate. You just get rid of it. And especially as a business owner, if you never take the time to think, it's called think and grow rich, not work and grow rich. Ooh, you know, good. like that's like, really good. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's a bread original because that one hit me one day. Um, and I heard I heard some other guys on the podcast like, you ever met someone with two jobs? They never have money. Working harder is not the answer. As the business owner, you have to take time to think about what your business needs, where the holes are. Don't keep pouring water in the bucket. Fix the damn hole in the bucket, dear Liza. And, and then, you know, you can start to see the, the returns in your business because you're having the focused thinking time on where to solve problems and inefficiency. You got to learn how to continually delegate and elevate. And I have more sort of things that we tell our clients to do about coming up with more things to delegate, but that's a pretty easy one. Man, you make it sound so simple and it seems just so obvious. I, I love it. And talking to Brett's like drinking from the fire hose, right, Chad? <laughs> it really is, dude. But I mean that in like the best way possible. Cause I'm like, dude, you're bringing such rich content, like so fast. Like I'm like, Oh my gosh, where can we go with this episode? There's so many places I want to take this, but honestly, like I really want to learn more about the get staffed up from the standpoint of, the product offering. So your target niche is again, the one, you know, the best, right? You're, you're targeting law firms for 
virtual assistants for law firms, right? Yeah. And you said CPAs were second. I, so my question for you in regards to this, Brett, is that do you already have, since you are targeting some specific niches, some kind of ready-made people from the standpoint of, look, this person can handle creating social media content for that. Is there, are there specific niches within get staffed up that you've brought people on that these people are social media marketers and these people are traditional assistants, or is it just, Hey, we got people and they're good and we'll customize them. You know, you'll help customize them to fit your need. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. So we don't have people just sitting around waiting for you to hire us. We someday we may get there because our, our recruiting machine, the infrastructure that we've put in place is mind blowing. We're going to have a hundred thousand people apply to work with us this year all over the world. Now, we're not, trust me, we're not reviewing 100,000 resumes. We're not doing 100,000 um, uh, interviews. We have systems where we weed out so many people and we get rid of, of the, the, the people who aren't going to be fantastic, frankly. So anyway, um, what we do is we, we, we're constantly recruiting but our sales still outpace how we can find great people. So traditionally what we've done is say, okay, you need a mark of more marketing help. Is that like general marketing help or is it very specific? Do you need a full-time video editor? Cause some of our clients need that my law firm included. Do you need someone who's really good at content writing? Cause that's harder to find. Um, do you need someone who's a really great graphic designer or do you need like more general, you know, like newsletter help, social media posts, et cetera, because that's not quite as specific. Like you don't need a marketing degree to be good at some of the more administrative marketing tasks, right? Um, so we're recruiting great people unless there's a very specific need, maybe that's a bookkeeper. So yeah, we, we, that, that's gotta be very specific. But for the most part, we're finding educated, motivated, like a lot of stay-at-home moms that just don't want the commute and they want to work from home. Um, and a lot of just graduates, we, our, our workforce tends to be very young. Um, and again, it, it's not, we don't have a stable of people because they don't work for you part-time and then, okay, but this person can help you here. We're going to go find someone for you, right? So we would say, all right, Josh, here's, here's your first profile. And we've already interviewed that person and we send you their interview on video. We send you their resume and their cover letter and you say, nah, let's move on next one. Or you say, great, thumbs up. So when we get a thumbs up, now you do the interview, right? So you're ultimately in charge of who you hire. You give us a second thumbs up. We create a start date. We have a client happiness liaison who stays on through the whole relationship to make sure things go smoothly and you know, these are human beings. Do we have some turnover? Yes, a lot less than traditional businesses and turnover is really hard on small businesses. Um, and Let's so, be honest, man. It's hard finding somebody that be willing to work with Chad on a consistent basis. I mean, they quit. I get that. I get right. that. I know you put it up already, true, Brett. True story. And the business Josh and I own together, we had somebody quit their first day because happens. I thought I was being proactive. I went ahead and sent them their <laughs> list of things to do for the first six months and email at 1 a.m. the night before. That was it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chad's wow. like, hey, I've already prepared. Like, we already know what's going to be on your tombstone. Here's what it's going to say. And here's probably, everything from that point to, the, to today. They're they like, did you a favor? They, look, the right person would have been awesome. Look how organized. So <laughs> let, let me make another comment real quick, Chad, because you mentioned being in a, a smaller town and you know you mentioned Miami and Progressive. So 
Um, I, I would say, by the way, Miami is very split down the middle in terms of conservative and progressive. Okay. But, I, but I would also say that um, a lot of our, lot of our clients, we're spread all over the United States. So it, this is not like a Miami-based thing. Um, if you, and I, and I know this for a fact, the minimum wage in Georgia is still like 516. Like it's lower than, than almost anywhere. I'm like, no wonder why all my attorney friends from Georgia, right? They'll grow a firm, they'll have some moderate success and now they're in a mansion. Like what the hell? It's crazy. Um, yeah. a lot, a lot near, you know, near you guys in Alpharetta. You can so, buy houses for, for what y'all are charging for liquor drinks down there. <laughs> exactly. I, I couldn't believe it. So, um, but it, it's, if you're paying someone in the U S right, $10 an hour, that person out of necessity, unless they're really old and bored or they're a student, they are constantly looking for a better opportunity and they, and they rightfully so, because you can't provide well for your family on $10 an hour. Sure. And so, and so that's where the turnover comes from. So what we're saying is let's keep the high paying jobs here because the cost of living is way higher. So you can grow, make more money and then provide more higher paying jobs and have a nice mix of international versus domestic employees, right? A nice little staff, you know, matrix there. And it's okay to take the entry level, but still very important positions. Some of your most important positions, you know, is the person that answers the phone, because that's the first impression of your business and your employees reflect your culture and your attitude. And the happier that person is who answers the phone, you know, the better impression. So I wouldn't say it's a it's a, a progressive versus non mindset. I think it's a oh my gosh, I didn't even know this existed. Like how yeah. how how is this possible? It's more a learning curve, you know. Like I wish I had been around when I was struggling, but it wasn't, and that's why I like to help people sort of have that aha moment and say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of things I'm not doing. It can all be done behind a computer. It'll help my business grow, and then maybe I can hire more people here. Yeah, I agree. I think it's completely an education uh, side of teaching business owners that this exists and and learning how easy and profitable it can be. Uh, and I, for me, that that's a place of so much excitement right now as I am learning more and getting educated uh, in this side of things. And I, and I think you're you're definitely right there. And and that's a big piece of of getting to share with our audience. And I think it's going to be really eye-opening for a lot of our listeners and a lot of businesses. I, I know, again, what I am hearing over and over right now from my business owner clients where I serve as a, as a CFO role and I serve as a consultant role is, man, we're, we're really busy and the work is piling in, but we just can't find a, a good source of labor or a way to manage, or I'm having to, I'm up till two in the morning dealing with emails and, yeah. This is a email that's uh, easily implemented and affordable. And, and again, somewhat on faith, but not really because everybody says it, uh, Hey, trust me, do this. You will make more money. It will be a good return on investment. And I, and I love that. And, yeah. and also one thing I mentioned too, so much respect for you and who you are in building this because you've been here in the entrepreneur shoes you have a law firm you started, you, you grew your firm by over 400%. You were in the weeds of the day to day and been able to experience and get out of that. And I think that's the dream. And so many people go into business thinking, I'm going to work for myself. I'll have all this freedom. It'll be so awesome, man. We're going to make a pile of money. 
and they work in their business for 20, 30, 40 years, they never have any freedom. They never have enough money. They never have any time. They have terrible relationships. They go through divorces. They're unhealthy. And this is a way to get out of that box or yeah. that rat race. And I love that. A hundred percent. But the stress involved, like I, I still feel it. It was so, it was so stressful. And that cascades down into everything else in your life. You know, it's tough. So Brett, you, one of the things too, and I want to go back to some of your credentials here, because this is pretty unique. So you figured out how to scale your law firm, law firm, <clears throat> excuse me, into a very successful practice to the to the point where your law firm was recognized in the law firm five hundred list again based on your growth, based on your success. But you also st- started get staffed up, and you guys have qualified. You're on the Inc. Five thousand list. So you have like two companies that are that are crushing it, that are being very successful, that are doing well. I want to back it up just a second. So. Again, you're you're two years in doing it all yourself, you know, being the restaurant, everything. And then you figure it out, you're reading Think and Grow Rich. You're like, all right, here's here's what I gotta do. I gotta scale, I gotta stop being so egocentric and thinking I'm like everybody's talking about me. And you've been able to go kind of go crazy with some things here and blowing up some businesses. But what at what point did you go from I got a successful law firm with my name on it that's scaling up, but I see this need over here that I can meet? Cause I figured it out over here to where I'm launching, get staffed up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Whatever it was inside of you that said, I'm going to start this virtual staffing agency. And yeah. we're going to scale that up again to the point to where you're on the, you're on the Inc 5,000 list. Yeah. That's crazy. No. So I, so I would love to, but let me just clarify. Trembly law is also on the Inc 5,000 list. Get staffed up is monetarily eligible already. So we'll, we'll, we'll be awarded that soon, but gotcha. anyway, so yeah, it's actually not not far from you guys. Um, I forget the exact town, but it's about an hour and a half northwest of of Atlanta. Um, there is a Ritz Carlton there, uh, so, somewhere on a nice lake. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys will probably probably like Oconee. Yeah, like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, really nice Ritz there. Yeah, one of the most so, popular Ritzes in the franchise. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's January 2017. I'm sitting there at a conference again, go back to the thinking time, Chad, right? If I had been working, I would have never come up with sort of my philosophy. So I'm talking to my friend about business models and, you know, the law firm, when, when you have a good month, everything's great, right? But then it's the first of the month and you're back to zero. So every month, you know, it's like, as you grow, it's just constant, you know, peaks and valleys and, um, Anyway, so I said, look, and, 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 then, and then you get a lot of ungrateful people, right, in a service business. So I was like, well, I have two main criteria for the next business I get into. It needs to have some sort of substantial form of recurring revenue, and it needs to be low customer service. I'm not getting into any other business until those two things are present, I have, I tried for years to get a recurring revenue model into the law firm. Didn't really work out. Um, Our general counsel program grew, but, but in a different way. And, you know, so that was like, I put that out in, into the, into the, you know, that energy, right. It's kind of like, that's what I want. So fast forward to um, late 2017 and my now business partner goes to lunch with somebody who makes an offhand comment about, one of his employees in the Philippines. And my business partner almost skipped that, 
that he was not my business partner at the time, but we, we spent a lot of time together. We did sort of monthly like breakfast powwows in, in different networking groups together. We became close and a lot of it had to do with our, we both read the miracle morning, which is a morning routine. And, and we were going through that journey together. So it's like, we spent a few years getting our, our minds to think alike. Right. Um, and maybe you, you, you two have, have done the same thing. Um, so he almost disappears for two months. Like, and I'm, I'm used to talking to him, you know, three or four times a week and he kind of like resurfaces and, and he's got five new employees, four from the Philippines and one from Mexico. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> um, and he starts telling me all about it. And I'm like, I need a marketing person, you know, and he quickly found me one. So early 2018, then, you know, about a year, almost to the date where I had sort of put out into the world, you know, what I wanted he starts talking and, and so our, our, this is where the story differs. And so we, we joke with each other, but my recollection is he, you know, and, and he's like, well, I want to help other people do this and I can charge a consulting fee. And I'm like, well, that could work. Or you could stay on as the employer and they pay you. And then you take care of the HR and the payroll and the compliance and all the other gobbledygook that can be very confusing and now you have a recurring revenue business. That part, those two parts, very clear, at least in my memory. So um, I go to my next conference and I make his first two sales. I'm like, I just start telling people and they're like, oh, this sounds amazing. So I came back, it was late January, 2018. We had one of our breakfasts and he's like, hey man, I've been thinking a lot about it. Let's do this business together. And before he could finish that sentence, I'm like, I'm in, you know, let's, let's roll. And that guys, that's just over three years ago. And, you know, the amount of, look, he, he, he ended up selling his real estate law practice and now, you know, he's full time. Of course I have two businesses, so I, I, I spend time on both, but um, you know, we were all in from day one in terms of where we saw this thing going, you know, we had on our vision board um, early on, we said, what is our, what is our business look in three years? So here's another kind of like fun business exercise. You do what's called a painted picture and you print out a, it's like a vision board, but it's more of a three year. Like, what does my life look like in three years? So we said we were going to have like exclusive club seats at Dolphins game, a whole suite for Miami Hurricanes games. And we were going to have an RV wrapped in, in half Miami Hurricanes and half Miami Dolphins football thing for tailgates where we would invite people and it'd be a business thing, right? Yes. Guys. Eagles tax route off. <laughs> exactly. The CPA came alive, man. Tomorrow, tomorrow at about 9 a.m., we're having two matching Mercedes Sprinter vans delivered from Ohio that we purchased. Tomorrow. Yes. I mean, like it, it was on our, it was on our, our vision, you know, our, our painted picture and it's coming true. Like it, it's just, you know, th those kind of things are, are, that's what we've been able to create in, in three short years. I got to know what conferences you were going to. You so, mentioned two, con two different, con or I say two different instances of going to a conference. Same, same group. There's it's lawyer conferences. In okay. other words. So it was not like go there and think about new business ideas. This is, how to continually grow your law firm. So yeah. growing, scaling my law firm has been about coaching and mentoring and, and learning. And, and I, you have like, at some point you have to switch your mind from being the doer to the owner and think on the business and, and plan on the business. And as soon as I got myself out of the legal work, I don't know the last time I drafted a contract, you know, four or five years. Um, that's when things really started to grow because I could full time just focus on how do I grow this thing? 
That's my only job is how do I grow this thing, right? Team systems, plans, otherwise. So that's what those conferences were all about. Man, I, I love that. I think that's the biggest struggle I have inside of uh, uh, the tax and accounting side of the business is I've been one of the main doers for 20 years and it is all emotional. It's all like feeling like I'm abandoning the customer. But again, the only way I can better serve the customer and serve more people is by systems and leading and delegating and training. And uh, it's just, uh, I'm getting better and I've accomplished more in the last six months than I ever have. But 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 knowing emotionally that is so hard for a business owner that's put so much blood, sweat, and tears into their customer and their business. But it it is it's the only way to go. It you have to, or or you'll kill yourself and kill the business. Well, how have you managed that, Brett, on your side, man? Because it's it to clarify this, your current experience. Are you still burning up tons of billable hours with you personally representing people as an attorney, or are you in that spot now where you're like? I'm not trading a lot of my time for money from the billable hour standpoint. I'm focused on growing and taking the to business the business to the next level. Like where are you at now with with where you find yourself in your company? So for for the law firm, I haven't done legal work in like four or five years. And, and I honestly don't remember because I've said I haven't done legal work in three years, but I think I said that for three years. So I don't even know anymore. It's, it's been a long spoken time. into existence, man. Good job. Yeah. Um, and then with, with get staffed up, you know, we've got, we've, like I said, 40 internal people. So now we're trying to build out our C-suite, right? Like the, like the senior level people and, and what do we do there? Cause right now it's just about managing growth and, and we don't grow through, you know, cold emails and through Google searches. We, we have the best problem ever, which is our clients love it so much. They refer us so much business. And I'm not just saying that, I promise you, I'm not just talking garbage here. We, we, we grow and our best clients come through referrals and our clients just signing on for more and more. We've got one client that has 20 of the staff members through us and several others with, with, with 15 and 10 and a lot with two and three, just because it works so well. Man, we 100% get that. So me and Chad, are, we're business partners, but we have businesses outside of that. And for the most part, the only thing that limits our ability to grow our company is our ability to figure out how to scale it because we've, we've done a good job of building the culture within the company to where people recognize that, hey, that company's got a good, good culture. And like I had somebody tell us today for one of our companies, they said, like, we just, we, we looked you guys up and like, we just want to do business with you. Like we, we wanted, like, we need your service, but we just want to do business with you because of what you've, so we get that what you're saying, you're, like, you're not being arrogant. You just have figured out a way to transfer your own personal core values into your company. And so it integrates like your companies are who you are. Therefore, like it's congruent and people just like they see that and there's like, oh, this dude is completely 100 percent authentic. As you're talking to us, man, I'm like, you're not thinking about what you're saying before you're saying it. You're speaking out of the heart. And I see I'm like, oh, my gosh, like. Again, me and Chad both are, I'm trying to think of how many people can I hire through Get Staffed Up? Like how many do we need? Uh, <laughs> yeah, how fast can we scale up I, to these guys? I really want to get into the logistics of educate me a little more of, okay, man, I own six different businesses. I got so many needs that won't even fit on who knows, uh, 10 emails. Um, where is a good place to start? What are the logistics of getting this going? What do you, what do you require? What do you need? Do you fill out paperwork? How, if I was saying, okay, I'm ready to go. Maybe I need one person. Maybe I need 10 people. Heck, I don't even know, but I'm ready. What logistically happens from here? 
So um, do you guys use traction or have you heard of EOS or yeah. traction? Oh yeah, B big yeah. traction bands, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So all, all of my businesses run off traction. So every quarter we're doing deep dives into our accountability chart. Mm -hmm. And so what, where, where, like what's working and not working? Okay, why is that not working? Oh, we got a log jam. We got one person wearing five hats. That's where we need to hire. So it's it that part's not, and you have you said six businesses, or else it's maybe a little bit easier. But you got to dive into each one and see what what the where the holes are. Okay, and the reason I like like analogies like either the bus or the restaurant is because most people, and I was one of them. This is this is not a judgmental thing. Or like, yeah, that makes sense. You need people, but nah, I don't have the money. I'm just going to keep being a one man restaurant. Okay, fine. So you're the guy in the corner with the hot dog stand. I was about to say, man, that's called a cart. That's not called yeah, a restaurant. That is called a food cart. It's exactly what it is. And I, I love me a, a nice hot dog from, from some of the carts, right? That's that right. are good. Yeah. But that guy will never make more than he can sell on the corner. So eventually you need to have a bigger restaurant with a few more seats. And then, and then you're going to get rid of the cooking part. So then you're just, your job is to get more people into the restaurant, right? And then you need a few more seats. So you got to add capacity. And without the analogy, people just like capacity more done. No, no, no. I'll just make, someday I'll make more money, even though I maxed out on, on all the hours that I can possibly do. And my one paralegal has been with me for 15 years. Like, I'm just going to pretend that one day I'll make more money. They're just lying to themselves subconsciously, by the way, not, not overtly. And that, that's even like the worst part about it. So um, there, there's a lot to figuring out where you need help. I would say for you, Chad, um, you know, do you have your own personal or executive assistant, whatever you want to call it? I hired an executive assistant in May of last year that's in my office every day. Um, here, boy, here's my Achilles heel of the entrepreneur side. I, I'm, I love to grow and I'm good at growing businesses. So I hired an executive assistant, changed my life. It was amazing. It's awesome. Well, now I've seen all these opportunity for her to make money doing stuff inside of what we're doing. <laughs> So now she almost doesn't have time to be my executive assistant because I turned her into a billable machine, which is awesome. But I'm almost right back to where I was before. I've got her doing all these different things and filling all these other jobs and she's crushing it. But I'm like, I think I screwed this up. I'm making more money, but I still don't have freedom and more time. And now I'm learning. I'm in my little corner office selling a bunch of damn hot dogs. Like <laughs> I went wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> It, okay. Yeah. I, I wish there was a simple answer for this. So, or I guess like an easy way to, to divvy this up. You, you can add, first of all, you need a personal assistant. That's the only way. And if, and if like my personal assistant morphed into the marketing coordinator for the law firm, so then I hired a virtual personal assistant. Okay. Right? Yeah. So yeah. That, that happens when, when, as a business grows, your plate starts to get refilled up with things that you didn't even realize would happen as you keep rising up. Like now more people want to work with you. So now like, like Josh was saying, right? Like, Hey, people just like think that we've got something and they want to work with us. Well, that's going to bring more time where you're going to have to respond to some more people unless you set up systems to, to deal with that. And so you'll fill your plate with other things. And, and Perry Marshall was good at making this point. It's like, or maybe some of it, this is mine too, but every quarter, just write down everything you do and get rid of 80% of it. It's the 80-20 rule because eventually 80% 80, 80 of it is not making you more money and it's not helping you get to the next level. 
And so you can get bogged down at certain points where, again, you're too busy to be less busy, you don't have the right help, because you've got to go into each business and say, do I need assistance for my top producers? Do I need one marketing person? Do I have a marketing person here in Athens, but I need three virtual assistants to, to help that person get more done? Like there, there are so many different ways to skin this cat. You just have to look at where the log jams and then how do I alleviate some people from, from being up till two in the morning. Lawyers, it's easy. We can spend nine hours a day in email if, if we're not careful. Sure. So like we, we have this thing called Taming the Email Monster. It's a download on our website. It, it teaches you how to delegate your email. That alone will, will make you a ton of money and will pay for the virtual assistant. I don't know exactly if, if you're in the same boat, but I know I email my CPA a lot. So probably, um, yeah. you know, like th that, that's, that's one of the first things you should delegate. We, yeah, I, I refer to my email like Tetris, like I beat it down and boy, the blocks start back coming and I get to the end of the day and I beat it down and boy, they're coming. It's, it's just like freaking mowing the lawn. It's just growing and I cut it and it grows. And I'm like, my God, I'm not doing anything productive or creative. I hate it, but it's part of serving the customer and part of the job. So hey, I don't like to compliment, compliment you very much, Chad, but that was, that was one of the best things you've ever said. I love the analogy of Tetris with your email. That's really good. So. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I'm like, I, I'm so good at beating it back and like winning. And I get it down to like two emails. And the next day it's like, oh, here we go again. Let me drink some coffee and beat some emails down. <laughs> yeah. And then we're a slave to our emails and we're, we're constantly reacting. We're letting the email when it comes in plan our day for us instead of instead of be, being in control of our day we're always reacting and that that's the that's the worst way to go about it. that's the hamster wheel you know? brett that's, i gotta speak to that man as you're saying that i told my so i have i don't i don't call her an executive assistant i call her an executive director because she just does so much i'm like you're like creating and doing all kinds of phenomenal things but i told her the other day i said hey there's one one email inbox i didn't check it for like two days because it was creating so much anxiety because of the Tetris thing that Chad talked about. I'm yeah. like, I just, cause we're doing podcast interviews. We're doing, you know, as you know, there's tons of meetings you end up doing. The more you elevate in leadership, the more you have to compound your time to like, all right, let me take an hour and speak to seven people. So yeah, I was like, man, there's this anxiety with slaying that email monster as you called it. So I want to pivot real quick as we kind of wrap this up. And again, I promise you, we're going to reach out to you to get you on the podcast again, because there's so much we didn't get a chance to get into yet. We're going to get in another podcast episode booked and talk about our experience and how much our lives have changed. Oh, man. Oh, that's awesome. Because I, right. I, I need a link. I need an email. I need some way to sign <laughs> up. I know my I don't go back. I don't sell hot dogs for a few more hours today. Then I'm going to work on this tonight. <laughs> no, the great thing is that we say this a lot, Brett, but you know, we do these podcast episodes and they really do. They could all last longer because it's as we get to like understand our guest or we're getting the conversation, me and Chad, we say like, Hey, we're calling this a podcast, Brett, but really this is an hour of free coaching for us that we have disguised <laughs> as a podcast episode. Like but there's it. always so much more that gets kind of aroused within us to say, Oh man, there's so many more questions we have. So definitely we're coming back after you brother for the podcast, but I, I want to scale to this thing. I want to be, I want to focus on Brett Trimley as the person real quick. And as the leader, because you, you've mentioned several books that you've read, how they inspired you and how it seems like too, you have quickly implemented things. And that's how you've been able to scale two businesses very quickly to, to high levels of success. So I want to talk about just real quick with you, your pattern for self 
development, personal development. What are you reading? What are you doing? How are you scaling up personally from changing your mind and getting yourself to the next level so that when you do put yourself in position to make these high-level decisions, that you're prepared for them? You mentioned Thinking Grow Rich. You mentioned the Perry Marshall book. Like You mentioned the conferences. You're an avid learner, and there's something that's driving you toward higher heights. Tell us a little bit about Brett and what Brett's seeing for the future and how you're getting there. Um, yeah, this, this business is gets that up is just going to experience crazy growth. I mean, and, and we're, we're just helping so many people solve their, their biggest headache, which is their employees. That will always be any business owner's biggest headache. And I say that with uh, an amount of respect because nobody's put on this earth to work for you their whole life. That's not their purpose. So you don't deserve great employees. You have to work for great employees. You have to create a culture that attracts great people and then you got to take care of them and then you got to do it again and again and again. And so um, what, what I guess what I do is, is, and I love team building and I love talking about this kind of stuff, but put, put the team in place and spent three years developing the leadership team at Tremblay Law and using traction and, and getting really systematized and organized, which gave me the opportunity then to take more time away from that business and work on get staffed up along with my business partners. So it was all a plan. Um, I don't think I have a magic pill or a secret answer. I think that I mentioned the miracle morning and, and getting in and getting in control of your own day by getting up early and doing six things. It's silence, which is meditation, affirmations, the vision board, exercise, reading, and scribing or journaling. Uh, th those, it's just so powerful. And when you start doing that day after day, by eight o'clock, you've already thought about everything you need to do that day. You're already like ready to hit the ground running. You've got your one or two big things you're going to tackle first thing in the morning. You've already, look, you've already delegated your email so that, and, and I'm so glad you said that, Josh, I used to get anxiety when I would open my email and when I wouldn't open my email, right? Like <laughs> which, which one is it? Um, and so you, 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 you choose how you spend your day. You block your time. And I don't know, you know, you just, you just take action. I don't think what I've done is anything that special. I think the concept is special. You know, I think the, the staffing model that we, that, that we came up with is special and how we find people is special. I don't necessarily think it's like me uh, by any means. So, um, you know, I just, the, the future is, is crazy bright. The law firm will continue to, to grow pretty well and this business will continue to skyrocket. <laughs> Um, and then we'll get into other things, you know, like, could, could we have online platforms? Could we partner with people like, you know, monster.com or, or other, you know, job posting sites or, or how else can we help people? We just have so many things coming at us that it's, it's mostly about staying focused and not chasing the, the shiny objects because we could have taken other people's lives. Oh, no, no, we, we don't want to niche down to lawyers. We want to be all things, to all people or, okay, well now we got to create partnerships and saying no to most of the opportunities that come your way is one of the most important things you can do as a business owner. Like, like, you know, Josh, you didn't throw out a number of how many endeavors you have going on. Chad, you said you had six, do all six, you know, make you money. Do they all make you happy? Are they all profitable? Or sometimes did you take on something like, uh, you know, now this is more of an albatross than, than it is something I love. You just got to be careful with how you protect your time. And it's what it all comes back to is, Time is really the only thing we have. So I'll ask you one more question, Brett, and then I'll, I'll transfer to Chad for kind of like the final question to wrap us up. But as you mentioned Miracle Morning, I've read Miracle Morning. 
uh, familiar with the SAVERS acronym and program. Yeah. Were you already a morning person when you adapted this or were you like, you had the change for being a night owl? Cause I know a lot of attorneys, they are like, they're, they're working crazy hours, working late. Did you yeah. have to change your lifestyle or were you just changed into yeah. having this you know, system in? Five years later, I'm still working on being a morning person. Okay. So if, if I just said, oh, I just read this book and now it's easy. I, I get an energy burst every night. I could stay up till two or three because I was a crammer, like in college and stuff, yeah. man. I, and I would just stay up and it wouldn't bother me. And I liked it. And when I was studying for the bar exam, for example, I'd stay up till four or five in the morning, you know, run at like midnight and, and stay up. And then I would have to sleep all day, of course. So I am not a morning person and I've had to go to bed earlier and then, and then get up earlier, but I still do have, I mean, nobody's perfect, right? My business partner is former military. He's much better at sticking to the routine than me, but I still have times where, Hey, I'm trying to cut weight. I didn't eat as much. I, I was like crunching my calories and you know what? I think it's better to sleep until seven, seven thirty today, because that's like my focus. So I'm not a morning person. I hope someday that I am, but I'm still not. It, it's a challenge. But the, the days and the weeks where I just force myself out of bed at 530 and I attack it, those are the best days of, of my week. It never fails that, that I always have the best days when I do it. And I love that. And I relate so much because I am naturally a night owl and have such great energy and creative thinking at night. But a friend of ours, a mentor to Josh and I challenged us, hey, join this. Let's all be in this 555 club. We get up at 555 every morning. Oh, wow. And, and we've been doing it and I've been doing that, I guess, for about six months now. And I'm still not naturally a morning person, but I'm wise enough to recognize I love it. And I perform so much better if I can get over the three freaking minutes to get out of the bed. <laughs> like if I can get past that, I win the rest of the day, all day long. And I'm like, there's a pattern here and I know I win. But for three minutes, it takes everything I got oh, yeah. to get up. So it's crazy. But yeah, as we as we land the plane and we talk about freedom and we talk about how to transition to do this, so whether you're a small business, a big big business, we want to make sure it's set up for success with a virtual assistant and some consulting and guidance from you. If a business owner were to engage, hire a virtual assistant. They're wearing nine different hats, like I speak of. Do you recommend giving a little bit of nine different pieces? Hey, I don't get you to do a couple hours of marketing this week. I don't have you check emails. I don't have you build some systems for me. I don't have you work on this uh, PDF flyer. What is it better to focus on one area with a virtual assistant or to spread it out, get some experience on the business in all areas, and then pick where to kind of niche into for that position so if it's just you and you're doing everything then give give them all the crap that that you shouldn't be doing which is going to okay. be a little bit of everything right and yeah. then when you hire a second employee probably a little bit of the same and then your third as you grow you can start to be a little bit more specific okay now i can hire one person to just answer calls do callbacks by the way that that's why I like answering services one they don't know how to pronounce your name and two they're not calling back and if they do they're way more expensive so um, right. And then now I can hire just a marketing person. Okay. Well, now I got to hire some more people in the U S okay. But now they need assistance. So it depends on where you are in business, but you as the business owner, you've got to get rid of the first, the, like the first opportunity you can to stop cooking the hot dogs on the corner. 
right? And just drive traffic to the hot dog stand. That's what you have to get rid of. If it goes back to the e-myth by Michael Gerber. Yeah. If you have to work really hard and fast at not being the technician. Sure. Hire the technician and get out of the way and, and then grow the heck out of the business. Awesome advice, man. This has been so much fun and I'm excited to engage and share more with our listeners about the experience uh, through through working with uh, get staffed up and and I'm in man I'm I'm going to dive in tonight uh, and we'll we'll book you for another episode and catch up on how it's going but for now tell our audience where can they find you at where can they connect and learn more yeah I was told I should you know I was giving advice if you're on a podcast you should make an offer way earlier because you know 90 percent of people listen a few minutes and then log off so you know <laughs> we're all learning um, but. If for your listeners, guys, if you go to getstaffedup.com slash VIP, then it's name, phone number, email, and where did you hear about us? Those four quick things. You fill that out. Somebody will be in touch with you immediately, right? One of our virtual team members. Um, all you have to do is put in there the entrepreneur adventure, like where, where you heard about us, podcast, entrepreneur adventure, you know, Josh, Chad, whatever. And your, your listeners will get $500 off of our startup fee. So our, our one-time startup fee is $17.50. That's so that you have stake in the game because we don't want someone to sign up and a few weeks later, like, oh, I changed my mind. Um, uh, so that's $17.50. You'll get $500 back and we have another way you can get $500 back again. It's not a moneymaker for us. Again, it, it's just to get people committed. Um, but, but that is a nice little promotion that, that we wanted to put together for anyone listening to your podcast. Man, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so educational for us. It's been awesome for our listener. Delivered a ton of value, man. And a lot of different ways to think outside the box for the entrepreneur and the business owner. Really appreciate you joining us and being part of uh, the Entrepreneur Adventure. Man, Josh, Chad, I really enjoyed it. You guys have a great dynamic and I'd love to be on again anytime. Yeah, we'll either have Brett back or we'll have a virtual assistant in his place <laughs> back on the Entrepreneur Adventure. Brett, thanks so much, man. Uh, I know I got a lot of value. And Chad, Chad, I know you did as well. So you you have some stamina, my friend. We drank from the fire hose the entire time. So can't wait to have you back, brother. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. If you're a fan of the Entrepreneur Adventure podcast, we would love to hear about it. You can leave us a review right here on your favorite podcast app. You can subscribe to the podcast or you can find us on Instagram at The Entrepreneur Adventure. Until next time, thank you for joining us.